On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the Ohio State women are 16-0. Off to the best start in school history. Congratulations. The vibes in Columbus right now are fantastic, Tate. Mm-hmm. It has uh, never been a better time to be an Ohio State basketball fan, and I'm fired up. I'm, I'm ready to talk about it. Uh, I think that's what we're going to do all show is just talk for two hours about the uh, Buckeye women and uh, how great they are. No, I'm happy for them, and I think that they've been playing really well, and a lot of people are saying maybe mm-hmm. a basketball school, but yep. specifically a women's yep. basketball yep. school. <laughs> That's definitely what we're going to talk about <laughs> and not the uh, the men's team. Um, I just, like, I... Kim Palm loves you. <laughs> I think that they should make sure to say that I, for teams that lose. So... <laughs> I've been so uh, I've been so vocal about uh, my my uh, Evan Miyakawa and Kim Palm. <laughs> you know, like I'll 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 just cheer for I'll, I'll whichever guy has Ohio State ranked higher is the guy I ride with. Ken mm-hmm. Palm loves Ohio State this year, as you said, of course. But I think he's like doing this on purpose. I think this is a it's bit. a bit. It's a bit. Oh no! I think he's purposely like ah shucks, you guys you guys play really well, but for some reason you can't win these games. Ah damn! Shoot. I'm okay but for I, Bubble Boys to play a bit because that's part of you know talking about the bubble. But when the analytics guys are running bits on us, I don't like it. Uh, in case you missed it, Purdue beat Ohio State on a last second shot. Um, if this sounds like a show from 2022 or 2021 mm-hmm. or 2020 any any of the past seven years for god's sake history repeats itself it is not it is a new show i promise you it just uh mm-hmm. history repeats itself and i saw it coming a mile away but i'm still not happy about it Take you it. tweeted about it you you said this was coming and you were like i don't know if it's going to be obviously not going to be Jaden ivy this year but it will be someone on this purdue team it was fletcher lawyer it was fletcher lawyer it was Fletcher Lawyer. <laughs> I believe in the lawyer, bro. It was Fletcher Lawyer. Uh, Providence handed UConn their second loss in a row. Panic Oof. button time for UConn? I think so. Is Providence also going to uh, go back-to-back for the, mm. the Big East title? Is this uh, the, the artist formerly known as the Dunk? What's it called now? The Amp? The Amp. Boy, they're playing some good basketball in there, Tate. I'm still calling it the Dunk. A lot, of, uh, a lot of Big East fans are pointing out, though, like now that Providence is getting some juice, they're pointing out that mm. there's some chicanery going on at the Dunk. That... that uh, you got to wipe up the floors a little too often for for other Big East fan bases likings. You know, mm. a lot of condensation, a lot of like. Well, we had an actual drip last year. Remember that? Oh, it happens all the time. Right. Apparently, that's what these Big East fans are like. No, 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 no. Don't be, don't be. Like, there's some, there's some Wisconsin Cole mm-hmm. Center shit mm-hmm. going on at the dunk. Head <laughs> is just kicking water yeah, onto the I, court. I think there's some. <laughs> I think there's some going on. Uh, also going on, TCU is back. I think we buried TCU a little too soon. Uh, early in the season, they were. Uh, they, they were struggling. TCU they, in general in sports. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big comeback win at Baylor. Uh, it's got people asking if Scott Drew is a good coach. Was the 2021 <laughs> title a Mickey Mouse title? We'll talk about that a little bit. Fun mm-hmm. night at West Coast Hoops, by the way, on Thursday. UCLA, Arizona, Gonzaga all win by uh, by one possession. Right. And UCLA had 16 points in the second half and still won. Uh, I'm going to have uh, also today, if we if we have time, I'm going to have I need you to explain the ACC to me because it is both <laughs> shocking and wacky. Mm-hmm. That's the way I would describe it. The, the, the ACC makes zero sense. And uh, I you're a lot the of good teams. Guy. <laughs> is it, I mean, that, that's the they? problem. Where are they? A lot of good. I would teams. love to. I would love to see them. I'm excited to see Clemson to... <laughs> and their fans attack Joe Lenardi and the bubble. I'm ready for that. <gasps> oh, by the way, Chris Beard was fired. <laughs> that was shocking. Should we talk about that shocking and wacky. And wacky. Um, I'm doing some, uh, speaking of which, Chris Beard's fired. Uh, uh, Syracuse, Louisville, I'd say I'd throw Georgetown in there. Mm-hmm. I'd throw uh, maybe St. John's these days. A lot of people are are, are taking the the Patino bat signal meme and uh, uh, sprinkling it sprinkling across. Sprinkling around yeah. out there. Notre Dame, dare mm-hmm. I say? Mm-hmm. Huh? I don't know. Notre Duke. Dame's been. May I say. Maybe Duke. Wow. Uh, so I thought today I would do my Patino power rankings to give you the, the top five Rick Patino destinations. 
Um, so I, I went ahead and put that together because I've seen a lot of people going crazy about like, you know, maybe Patino to Louisville isn't isn't the play. Maybe he should go somewhere else. So we got to mm -hmm. we have to as a show come together and like actually, you know, have, have one have a one vision on where this right. man is going to go. We have to we have to. He's do listening. That, so, yeah, we got we to get him locked. Yes. Um, I might do frauds, too. I don't know. We'll see. It's a, it's a loaded show. There's a ton to talk about. We'll get to most of it. But first, Woody Durham. All right, let's get this over with. Uh, we'll start with Purdue, I guess. Yeah, let's start uh, with number one team in the country. Number one team in the country. Uh, Until Monday. Yeah, they probably won't be number one anymore. Mm -hmm. um, they beat Ohio State. Congratulations. Like, this is, <laughs> like, what, do, what do you want? What do you no, want you're a me? Purdue booster. So, yeah, if anything, this is actually a big win for you. So, congratulations to you and to Laura Legend. Yeah, well, nice I mean, dub. I, 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 uh, I, I'm a little upset about this, Tate, that uh, last show we did um, after Purdue loses to Rutgers. I was I was talking about how it was unfair to put these expectations on on this team that they're not um, they're not a number one caliber team they're 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 not a team that you should be saying it's national title or bust uh, under any cert like if if it, it just makes no sense it makes zero sense that, that that this team you would look at and say that's a national championship team and if they right. don't win the national championship they're a failure. Um, I was I was saying that from a place of love for Purdue <laughs> I was saying that as like a Let's enjoy the ride. If uh, Purdue was to lose at Ohio State, if Purdue, they, they play, I think, Penn State next at Penn State. Um, Penn State's certainly capable. Maybe Penn State beats him. Michael Shrewsbury knows Purdue well. Uh, maybe they lose that game. What I was trying to say was, if you're a Purdue fan, don't don't say the sky is falling and and we suck and this is, it's it's okay. This is going to be a fun season. You have, mm -hmm. don't, don't let this like insane expectation that got thrown on you after the PK-85 um, ruin what what, what enjoy might the happen. Ride. Enjoy, enjoy the ride. The it's going to be a fun season, yeah. no matter what happens. <laughs> Somehow, I get this thrown back in my face uh, when Purdue beats my alma mater mm -hmm. on a last second shot by a freshman guard that I said <clears> was going to be up. You know, upset. Did, did I not say Fletcher Lawyer looks like the best shooter in the world when the when the shots go in? Um, but yeah, so that was that was what I was thinking last night. It was like I I I was on your side. I was trying to like you know help Purdue fans out and and uh you know. I, I I I just feel like this is this is unfair. It's just it's just frankly unfair that they they turned against me when I was offer lending a a helping hand to to the narrative of Purdue basketball this year. Right. I'm gonna tap my chest also because uh, you said that Ethan Morton is a do everything type guy, and I said he looks to me more like a do nothing type guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in this game against Ohio State, he was doing a lot. He was doing yeah, a falling, whole lot falling more, down a lot, yeah, taking a lot great. of charges. Yeah, has ten points. It was great. Uh, he he took two big charges on Sensiball, which obviously in real basketball they're not charges. They're flops. Yeah, but of course. In college basketball, they are 100 percent charges. Yes. you know what I mean. That's yeah. Everyone talks about the freshman rewiring that happens in college basketball you have to realize that you're playing college basketball and what the, what do they want to call a charge absolutely and that was what i saw holtman one time grab wow. sense ball and it's like that was a great play but just don't do that yeah and that is do, the do that economy of college basketball save that for next year that was a great that was a great play just don't do that <laughs> don't do that great play though he's like coach well, he's like that. he's like coach what did i do wrong and it's like son <laughs> yeah. how much time do you have how do i explain the big 10 to you <laughs> right it's gonna be a charge a hundred times out of a hundred even though it's not a charge and that felt like this this game in general ohio state i mean they dominated early in this game 
Zed Key goes out. People forget. And once Zed Key goes out, I thought our guy Akpar did a good job. Akpar was great. The problem was, why are we doubling? Why do we double Edie at the end of the game when Akpar could have handled him individually? And when the double comes, then he kicks it out to Fletcher Lawyer, who ends up hitting the three. And I say to myself, I think Felix could have handled it by himself. That's all, right. all I'm saying. All right. So I know uh, for vanity's sake, we have to double Edie because he's so good. We have to double him. But why? Because, okay, so the last play, we're doubling from ball side. Right. Um, there's no rotation. It was, it was I, I, I didn't have a problem with the doubling throughout the game uh, because Purdue, but that's, but that's, if, if you've watched Purdue all year, like they, 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 they haven't been able to shoot threes. Now, mm -hmm. last night they were hitting everything. Uh, the the part of me that wants to be a Purdue hater says that was a fluke and and played shot forty two percent last night thirteen to thirty one. But also, if I'm if I'm being honest, it's like they they were hitting everything because they're wide open because we're we're doubling and not rotating. Right, <laughs> you just find the open man and it's just you know uncontested three after uncontested three. Of course, they're gonna hit a bunch of these. Um, I didn't have a problem with the the doubling uh, in theory. I had a problem with the rotations. I had a problem with like there was no purpose to it. It was just like, this is what we practice that we're supposed to come double. Right. And there was no like actual thought to like, all right, if we double, then we have to now, uh, you know, if there's two guys on one Tate, mm -hmm. then that means, okay, if there's two guys guarding Zach Eady, then that means there are three defenders for Ohio State that now have to cover the four guys Woof. on Purdue. Woof. So if you are an Ohio State defender on help side, you probably can't stay attached to your player, which you or they're the guy you're guarding, which you should probably do is zone up the floor and uh, figure out what's going to happen on the the if Zach Eady and dumps close it out, out accordingly. Close out accordingly. Mm -hmm. uh, that wasn't exactly going on. And uh, Eady's and been great passing on the double team, something that he wasn't able to do last year. So you have to give him credit for that. But as I'm watching that, I, I was frustrated and. Uh, I hate it for Ohio State and for Coach Holtman because, I mean, how many games now has it been right there for the taking? <laughs> and then eventually they will take it. They will take the no, game. No, we won't. That's they will the take thing. the game eventually. That's the thing. So, That's what Kim Palm says. No, we won't. We won't take the game. We will never take the game, <laughs> which is why I tweeted with seven minutes left, Purdue's going to hit a last-second shot to beat us. And right. then, um, you know, like I, on the one hand, was did I speak it into existence? No, I, I didn't. I didn't speak it into existence. You wouldn't. If I told you the sun was going to set at four fifty eight p.m. tonight, mm -hmm. and then it did, you wouldn't turn to me and be like, "Holy shit, you spoke this into existence." You'd be like, "Damn, dude, you must know something." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know something. I've I've seen this happen before. You're right. <laughs> I know how it works. Right. I'm just I'm telling you what's going to happen. This mm -hmm. is going to happen because uh, I love this Ohio State team. I I I do. I I think we are very very good. I think. Um, we there are stretches where we we show that we are final four caliber team that, that and, and i don't say that you know it probably sounds like a homer thing but i mean like use your use your eyes like bryce sensible is incredible like it's we, we our offense when we're rolling is insane we when we want to guard which is like once every 12 possessions uh <laughs> we look great i don't know i i love the team the problem is tate we don't know how to win and that's a problem that's going to be a problem moving forward because uh, you have to win games to win. You, you cannot, as uh, Trindolfer said, you cannot lose games and still win. Right. In this league. In this league. In this league. You can um, in other leagues, but in this league specifically. And and I go back to what I was thinking when I was watching Duke, when I was watching Ohio State play Duke, uh, and I'm just yelling at the TV, these guys suck, which we'll get into in a little bit, by the mm -hmm. way, Duke, uh, Duke sucking. Um, <laughs> and I'm just yelling, these guys suck. What are we doing? But it, but it's like it's like Ohio State this group of of Ohio State guys doesn't think that they're allowed to win. They, they they think they don't think they're allowed to beat Duke and Cameron Indoor Stadium. They're not allowed to beat North Carolina and Madison Square Garden. You're not allowed to beat the number one team. I want them to know they are allowed to do that. Right. You can do that. You can do that. Just go beat their ass. 
and like the, every Purdue fan, I, I on Twitter, I was, I, you know, I was mixing it up with the folks last <laughs> night. At the first half, they're like, mm-hmm. "We, if you cover the score, we're down 15. They thought that like they were getting their ass kicked, and they right. know they were. Which is right. why they're like cackling that they quote unquote stole a win. Um, not that it, yeah, not, like not that it was fraudulent. I'm trying to put an asterisk on it or anything, but like Purdue fans <laughs> will straight up tell you like, I don't know how we did that. We we, we were hitting shots we haven't been hitting for most of the season since the PK 85. Um, Ohio State looked like the better team for most of the game. The problem is we 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 don't know how to win games, Tate. We the same thing happened in North Carolina. It's like we're we're up big and we're looking around like this isn't supposed to happen. We're right. preseason number one team, North Carolina, Madison you're, Square Garden. We bracing, can't do this. You're bracing yeah. for the run. Yes. And then when it happens, I mean, even in this game, Sensiball does not look like a freshman until the final possession. Yes. Which is expected of a freshman. But it's also it feel it felt like in that moment, everyone was like, You you do it. No, you do it. And it's like suing. Is it is it gonna be McNeil who hit a big three? Is it gonna be Sensible? And and it probably would have been Zed Key, to be honest with you. He's probably Zed Key would have hit the shot. He would have hit the shot. He would have hit the shot. (laughs) But but in general, right? It it just felt like in that last possession, everyone was like, No, you do it, you do it. And then Sensible's the best player. So he ends up with the ball, but there was nothing there for him. And uh I I don't know. I, I was frustrated for Ohio State. I really was. It's not. It's not. We're, it's not going to get any better. That's what. So I'm. I'm here to tell you. Like this is going to. The Big Ten is wide open, though. It is, but it's. It's. I, it's not. I. I. I'm telling you, this is. This is a problem. This is a problem with this group of guys. They. They. Uh. We'll. We'll be at Assembly Hall probably up late, and we'll shit down our legs because we're like, this isn't supposed to happen. We're not mm-hmm. supposed to be doing this. Um. But then we'll beat teams with shit. I don't. I. It's. 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 It's frustrating as hell. I'm. 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 I don't know. I, I, I mean, to put it into context, I don't know, I don't know how to for the hope, for the promise. Michigan, another team that North Carolina beat in the Big Ten, is number one in the Big Ten right now. So that means the door is open for someone. I mean, they're three and zero. Wisconsin's three and zero. Also, that means nothing. This none of this means anything. Right. That's what I'm saying. Ohio State, the door is still there. The door is not open because we're, the door is open. If if we look up and we have a two game lead on the Big Ten, and, and you think that they, they get tight, like, they yeah, brace. they get tight. Yes, that's what's going to happen. You know, who I think would win the Big Ten is Rutgers for real. <laughs> I like Rutgers. Five in a row for Rutgers. Rutgers uh, has already beat Indiana, who was the preseason favorite. They've already beat. They've already won at Mackey Arena mm-hmm. um, against the team that's now the favorite to win the Big Ten. They should have beat Ohio State, but uh, you know we hit a shot at the end, and then right. the screenshot boys came out. Nobody, nobody. <laughs> I, it's, it's weird. I didn't see a single screenshot about Fletcher Lawyer. Like, did, did was anybody, his toe on the line? Did anybody check that? Did, I, can I get I one screenshot it. about that? I did, didn't see was it. his toe on the line? Was he out of bounds? Did we see? And that he was, he was, they call it Purdue called timeout right before that. Fletcher Lawyer goes he was out of bounds, literally out of literally bounds, out of bounds yeah. on the bench, mm-hmm. then comes back into the game. I don't know. Is that a rule? Did somebody, <laughs> did somebody screenshot that for me? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think Rutgers is, uh, I'm going to beat Andy Katz the punch because next time we have Andy on, he's going to, he's going to say these exact words. And I'm just going to tell him he stole this from me. Uh, cause he's, he's the number one Rutgers fan. He told us on planet earth, Andy Katz. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think Rutgers is a legitimate Big Ten, uh, title threat for for real i mean i'm right there with you i feel like there could be a chance where wisconsin just boringly wins it and uh and then we're talking about who could actually win the title of the big 10 teams that didn't win the big 10 but you know i like Rutgers. Rutgers is feisty Rutgers is fun and steve peichel he's figured something out i don't know what steve peichel has figured out but he knows how to beat ranked teams and uh, i hope ohio state figures that out we're not going to figure. I, it. I need the resume. I need the resume. I, boost I, of the Buckeyes. I, I, what, but this is what I'm trying I am to. I'm a Buckeye. This is what I, I'm trying I'm to tell you. For you, the think, you think you think I'm being a, uh, just like a defeatist and 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 mm-hmm. and um you know a pessimist with the. I'm not. Like I'm telling you how it works. Like I've seen this story a million times. Every time, the the one exception was Duke last year, and I think that was 
um i don't know i i i think that was supernatural something or other i think that was right there's there something at play there that, that we had to as had coach to k down. told me in the master class yeah. he thought that they were going to win for him yeah he, he was he expected them to win every game for him and when they were playing ohio state they were like we, we do, we're not going to do that tonight yeah not for you coach. that's that there's something going like because I, I i don't know how we pulled that off last year i mean mm. that's the cedric russell just hitting everything was crazy but uh it's karmic i i uh, that, that's where i've that's where i've arrived with this ohio state it's it's because we're, we're going to choke away a lot of games i think because these guys just don't know how to win it's very we play every possession like there's 14 minutes left in the game and when there's 14 minutes left in the game we look really good mm -hmm. but when there's when we're up by two with four minutes seconds left, a little bit different we're up by two with there if we, we got maryland on sunday if kevin willard doesn't press he should be fired on the spot if he doesn't press ohio state based on what we've seen from one press from purdue <laughs> And North Carolina, and oh my god, dude! That's what what sucks is like even I, Rutgers at the end there was pressure. You know what sucks is I want to I want to. It, it's a lot easier to just like hate the team and move on, and just be like we suck, you know. Mm -hmm. But I can't do that because the teams they're we're, the Buckeyes are fun, dude. We have a fun team. Right. We're fun. To, a lot of guys, are a lot of scores, a lot of characters. Yeah. yeah, great offense. We get rolling. We're we're so fun to watch. So like I'm not. That's the that's the most frustrating thing is that I'm I I'm not going to quit this team, and I know what's coming and it's going to keep coming. So uh, mm. there you go. So anyway, congratulations to Purdue. I guess I guess I was wrong. I guess you do have a national uh, championship caliber team. There's a, there's a spin zone. Is that Purdue fans are like, mm. ha ha, you were wrong saying we couldn't win the national championship. We just wanted Ohio State. So what what are you telling me that Ohio State's this season is a failure if they do not win the national? No, championship. are you, are you telling me Ohio State beating Ohio State is like winning a national championship? I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. The, if, in order to especially beat, if it's the women, in order to be, <laughs> in order to win in Columbus, you have to be national title good. Is that what you're telling me? Right. Um, anyway, we can move on. I don't. I, I'm I'm disgusted. I'm sorry, but I, I have to bring up another game where you were talking about choking away a big lead, and uh, this this was another ranked team that came down to a one possession game. Indiana, Indiana's breaking my heart. Did you did you watch oh, it was this? Did you see dude. this? That was like that was this horseshit times a thousand that game. I mean, right. I, I, we could talk about it, but that was right. Well, I I want <laughs> I don't want to talk about the basketball. I want to talk about Fran McCaffrey. Fran McCaffrey. I'm watching the start of this game. It's like 21 to five, and I'm looking at Fran McCaffrey. I'm texting some Iowa people, and I'm like. This guy looks like he's, you know, he's resting on his laurels, so to speak. He seems pretty content with what's going on here. And then all of a sudden, in a flash, in an instance, in a moment, he literally thought an and one should have been called. He loses his freaking mind. I mean, in classic Fran fashion, after winning his 500th game this season, Fran goes insane. But he says to the official, because I said to you uh, when we were talking about Hurley before, if I'm getting blown out, I'm getting thrown out. Fran was ready to get thrown out. And he blows a casket. He loses his mind. But what does he do that's so emphatic and so impressive is he says, I'm fine. While threat, like looking like he's threatening the ref. He's yelling at the ref, I'm fine. And the ref, like he's not saying F you. He's not saying you're a clown. All the Dan Hurley. He's not saying any of this. He's saying, I'm fine. But he looks insane. Yeah. And I think he perfectly terrorized the officials, but also won them over by by being like, I'm okay. I'm not the crazy one. You're the crazy one. He gaslit the officials and it led to an Iowa comeback. Did you see the uh, did you see when he went after I use bench? Right. And then uh, he he literally And then got teed up and then got a T rescinded. I'm fine. Did you see I just, I just think the 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 work that he put in in this game to get this win, it, it was it was old school. 
And uh, I, I can do nothing. As someone that's a teed up guy, I, I respect when you get teed up. Did you see Jalen Hutchinson use his face to <laughs> threw his face at, at Chris Murray's elbow mm -hmm. and fouled him? Right. Uh, <laughs> I like Hutchinson. And it was, I, it was it was a good game for Chris Murray, but in general, I don't care about the basketball. I was amazed by the Fran McCaffrey antics. I mean, I, I could not look away. It was like watching something. I, I don't even know. I didn't want to watch it, but it was right in my face. Uh, I, 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 was hosed, and, and Ray Thompson gets hurt, and all right. these, all of these things Race are true. Hurt. But they got to win that game. You can't lose that game if you're Indiana. That's a, that's a that, like if Indiana wants to be back, that's that's the game you win, not the. Uh, not beating North Carolina in the ACC, but they'll, they'll probably beat Purdue this year in, in Assembly Hall in a few weeks. Um, those aren't the games that make you back. What makes you back is when... A regular, regular Big Ten game you yeah, just put you're away. you're on the road. You're mm -hmm. getting screwed by the refs. Um, you know, the, the the other team starts getting hot. The place is going crazy a little bit. And you're like, that's all right. We're better. We're going to still win. Um, and, and yeah, they didn't do that, Tate. So they did I, not. I, I, Indiana is... I don't want to say teetering, but... Um, this is this is the problem with expectations, and what I was trying to tell Purdue fans is is once you've once you've convinced yourself you're winning a national championship, there's kind of no going back from that, you know. Like you can't un <laughs> right. do that. And in Indiana, you get you're to like, that we're level, going to the Final Four this year. That's how they started. Right, they started the season with that, and mm -hmm. so now even if Indiana like starts to put it together in March, I think the damage is done on like the the lovable vibe of what this team could be. Um, I feel like yeah, it's it's a they're circling the drain in terms of life comes the, at you fast. The vibes are circling yeah. the drain in Bloomington right now, and they can get it back if they beat uh, Purdue, which I think they play February. I'm going to that game by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm fired up. I'm and going the good to news the, is that you're a Purdue booster, so whatever happens, I think I'm you going win. to both games. I think I'm. I think right. I'm. I think this is the year. Uh, my plan is I'm going to. I, I want to go to IU Purdue and Bloomington with my father, and then I want to <laughs> go to IU or, or Purdue IU and West Lafayette with my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just yeah. Will your dad come to West Lafayette? No, he's he's not going. He's Is not there going. a chance that we see a man in a trench coat that looks very similar <laughs> to your father in the crowd? <laughs> he's booing. He's he's got his arms crossed in the tunnel and he's just leaning up against the tunnel. <laughs> I think there's a chance. Oh man. Um. Yeah. The Big Ten is. Uh. I I don't want to say wide open because I I think. Uh, I think Purdue loses one game, and, and you want to convince yourself that it, it's one game at home, and it is against a team that I do think is a serious threat to to win the Big Ten. I do think Rutgers could could win the conference. Um, so you you want to talk yourself into this thing being wide open? I I, I still think Purdue's the favorite, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. like Purdue's, I think so. Yeah, but is but Rutgers Edie, is right there. Is Edie still the favorite? Unquestioned National Player of the yeah. Year? I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, hasn't really changed. Um, I wonder if it can change. I'm not sure it can't. Unless he gets in, there's a, there's a Drew Timmy push going on right now. All the all but the. But if uh, you watch the San Francisco game last night, I mean, not to say that Drew, Drew Timmy played good. Doesn't this game. doesn't matter. The the Drew Timmy has the media. Drew Timmy right. has has the uh, the uh, yeah. I he does. There's, I mean, there's, Gonzaga does. Gonzaga there's has a, there's a media mafia. The ear of the media. They absolutely do. Hundred percent. There's there's Mark Few is is pulling strings with the media. The Mark Few media is uh is going to push Drew Timmy as hard as they can. I promise you that. We're, we we have not seen the last of Drew Timmy. Um, I <laughs> the <laughs> I don't know, man. Drew, Drew Timmy's been playing out of his mind until last night. I I will give him credit for that. I still every time I've watched this Gonzaga team, I'm like, this is an Ethan Happ Wisconsin team. <laughs> right. <laughs> is Drew is Drew Timmy just Ethan Happ? But slightly better, but can like has, mm. has like more flair. Fight. He has more flair than Ethan, Hap. Ethan Hap with a mustache. Right. He's got 
And he's got like four feet more range on a shot, than he have, which is to say he could hit a jump shot. Yeah, he can go he to the mid post. Yeah. He'll take you to the mid post. He doesn't have to go straight low, low post and back you down. That was Ethan Happ's move. Um, and then the rest, of you're like, I mean, I guess that these other guys are okay. I mean, is, Bolton is, had a good game last night. I mean, Watson's been better. But yeah, in general, you know, I mean, that could have been the first win for the Dons in 10 years against Gonzaga. And it felt like it could have been a flip moment where we did a Sleeping Giants podcast year, years ago. And we talked about San Francisco and how they kind of got their juice stolen by Gonzaga in the WCC. Now you got two top 15 teams in the net in the WCC, St. Mary's and Gonzaga. The Dons lose their coach, Todd Golden, to Florida, but he really didn't have the magic himself. The magic is there with the Dons. And I thought last night was going to be a magical evening, but it turns out Gonzaga still holding us down, still a top 10 team. And now I have to hear Drew Timmy, National Player of the Year. No, us. he's not. He's gonna. He's 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 not going away. Because because what happens? You know how this works. When whenever there's a number, whenever there's an obvious number one pick, mm-hmm. um, someone's got a zag. Yeah, you got a zag. Whenever there's mm-hmm. an obvious number one pick or an obvious uh, National Player of the Year that emerges early, you got to figure out who's going to take him down, and that becomes the conversation. Is who's. All right, all right, Zach Eady, yeah, he's going to win National Player of the Year. But what if he doesn't? Who's the guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. I mean, that was kind of happening last year. Like, where Oscar, the, 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 I remember moments last year was like, are we sure Oscar? I was like, yes, we're sure. He's, he's right. another 2020 performance from Oscar Shubway. This guy is dominating. Um, I, I, I think that's good. Like, because Zach Eady is, is inevitable. And, and, and then it's also like, like the games that Zach Eady is not going to put up huge numbers. It's going to be because they're Ohio State type defense where he's getting double teamed every time and um like Zach Eady's not gonna have a quote-unquote bad game it's not gonna happen right and it's and that's unless he has foul trouble or something like that but at the end of the day he seems to avoid fouls and even then it's gonna be uh, you know it's gonna be the his first foul against Ohio State was the the hard foul on Akpara when he was going up for the dunk at the end of the game I couldn't believe that was Edie's first foul of the game first foul that was his only foul right that's what I mean. The guy didn't have that problem for whatever reason, being a big. It's crazy. To me. He also, you know what else Zach Eady's really good at? He's really good at, pose, like, for a guy that lives in the paint at mm-hmm. all times and he's just this big dude that just hangs out underneath the basket, he's really, really good at not getting called for three seconds. I will say that, too. Like, that's a skill. That's a skill. A lot of guys, <laughs> um, you know, would get called for three seconds, Tate. Not mm-hmm. him. Zach Eady's figured out a way to, to just hang out down there uh, You're saying he's getting superstar whistles. I'm not saying anything. I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying it's a skill. I say all the credit to him. That's right. what I'm saying. I'm saying. Uh, does it sound like I'm bitter? I'm not. No, no, no. I'm saying all the credit to him, dude. How can I? How could I be any more classy with what I'm saying? All the credit to him. He doesn't get called for three seconds. All the credit to Drew Timmy. But if I have to pick someone to be National Player of the Year, that's number two. It's Tubelis for me. If, if there's a, if there's a big that I have to put number two on my list, it's going to be Tubelis for Arizona. I think he's the guy. He might be the best point guard on Arizona. I'm afraid. I, I agree with you. I have I have two bells in number two. Okay, but I, I I'm telling it doesn't matter. You're just saying that no matter what, it's inevitable. Drew Timmy will finish in second place. No, I'm telling you that we don't matter. Unfortunately, right. is what mm-hmm. I've I've learned in this is that there's there's <laughs> I I'm, there's a larger media at play. I'm not telling you how I would vote. I'm telling mm-hmm. you what is going to happen. Okay. I'm telling you that Drew the Drew Timmy push is coming. I'm because I because I'm trying to like like the other people I talk to in college basketball media, they they are willing to have the conversation that Gonzaga stinks. They're will. They're like, yeah, you know, I don't, I, I don't trust the guards. And then whenever I push it to, I also think Drew Timmy is like slightly over. Like he's he's very good, but he's Ethan Happ with a mustache. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Tone you it know? down. Tone yeah. it down. How dare you say mm-hmm. that? And I'm like, how how dare you disrespect Ethan Happ, dude? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> what are we doing? Ethan Happ was... Right. That's what it's really about. Dude, do you not like the spin move baseline that Ethan had for the reverse it's layup? Good. Like, oh it's pretty good. It works. It works. That's what we know. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, what else is going on? Uh, I thought last night USC-UCLA captured the zeitgeist. It's a fun uh, It's a fun rivalry. Right. As you were talking about, Carolina fun Duke uh, is, is dead. I mean, this has all of the, the backbone of Carolina Duke. It's public versus private. It's a, you know, it's a blue blood, but then it's a team that has all of the five-star freaks that are coming via Nike, similar to Duke. Um, so it was a good matchup overall. And our guy, Drew Peterson, I mean, he is just putting, you know, his stamp on this rivalry as someone that is probably hated, I would assume, by the UCLA fans, but adored by the USC fans. He got teed up last night. He hit a big three and then said God knows what to the bench. They didn't even say what he said, but they said it was profanity. Um, and then he went to his teammates and said, my bad, you know, tap my chest, tap my chest. Um, but I thought Drew Peterson looked great in this game. He had some good moments. But UCLA, they floundered down the stretch until they didn't. Jalen Clark hit a big three. I'm a big Jalen Clark guy. And last night he misses the first three. Offensive rebound back to him. Same shot. He takes it again. No question. Nails it. I love to see that. And then you had a bunch of celebrities in the building. You know, you had Russell Westbrook in the building. Henry Winkler, the Fonz. After Clark hits the shot, he's like, yep. wowie. You know, and I love to get that cut away. So it was a big time rivalry game. A lot of celebrities there. A lot of A-listers. Stanford Steve. Stanford Steve's in the Rosilla building. Rosilla was there, I think. Kerry Champion's there. Yeah. There you go. I mean, a lot of stars. You know, I know Stanford. I'm going to call him out. He, he, he doesn't listen. He doesn't care. Um, <laughs> He's never going to hear this. Uh, Stanford Steve and Rosillo, I, kn- I know that they went because uh, Steve, Steve texted me. He said he's in town. He's like, you want to go to the UCLA-USC game? And I was like, that'd be sick. You know? Steve and I probably too. I'd, I'd say we're probably one mm. A, one B. Pac-12 basketball guys. You know, the biggest Pac-12 basketball fans. You know? <laughs> I guess Bill Walton has to be on the list, but he's he's calling the game. He's calling the game. He can't be a fan. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, so well, as far as <laughs> well, <laughs> he's got to he's got to be neutral. Be he's like yelling at Jalen Clark to get back on. No, defense. he's you know you can't show favoritism. The broadcast booth. You kidding me? No cheering in the press box. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, Steve and I are probably the two biggest Pac-12 basketball fans, obviously. Um, so he texted me and he's like, you want to go to the game? I said, sure. Um, I said, what are we doing about tickets? Or, mm. or are we doing the press route? I was like, how does this work? Cause you're more the grizzled veteran at this thing. I have my way of going about this, but I don't know if my way is the right way. You know, Steve's an intimidating guy. You know, he's, he's a big guy. He's a big dude. And, right. and I've, I've talked before about when, when he talked about going to get wings, I, I shit my pants and I was like, this is, mm-hmm. this moment's too big for me. Right. Like I, I feel like there's some sort of masculine energy here that I, I can't rise to this level. Mm-hmm. So when he talked about getting tickets, I was like, I don't, I, I know how I would go about it, but I don't want to tell you because if I'm wrong and you're like, whoa, 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 you're doing what you're, you're emailing who? <laughs> no, dude, no, 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 no. Let me, let me email my guy. Let me, you know, right. let me, I'll take care of this in a second. So I, I downplayed it. And I was like, I don't know if I can. I I, I, I said I, I think I lied to him. I said I have a guy, but I think he took a new job in the offseason. Right. <laughs> like, I don't good. know if I have a UCLA guy yeah. anymore. I used to have a plug. Uh, yeah. Do you have a guy? And he's like, I'll see what I can do. Um. He texted me the day of the game yesterday. He texted me yesterday morning and goes, Uh, Rosillo got two tickets, so I'm just gonna go with him. But I better <laughs> see you there. <laughs> So uh, it went from uh, wow. Yeah, it, it was, <laughs> I better see you there. It's like now you have to buy a ticket. So, <laughs> <laughs> the onus is on you to. So get then it I'm away. like, now I'm on like you know I'm I'm on mm. these ticket sites like all right. So do I buy a ticket? What's the move? Like do I go like 
wave at them? Do I yell down at them from the cheap seats? Like, right. what's up, guys? Right. I'm sitting up here. Enjoy the game. <laughs> and you don't want to buy a singular ticket just by yourself. I think it was better. <laughs> Jim's laughing. I think it's better just to watch at home. Yeah. I think it would have been worse if you did buy a ticket solo and yeah. then wave down at them. Yeah. But they might have waved you down. <laughs> and then you'd had a whole thing. And then you'd have to explain, like, where your guy. You're like, where's my guy? Where's my guy? Did you tell him you went? No, no, no. I, I, so I, Steve, Steve hit me with that. He's like, I better see you there. You just turn um, your phone off. Cause, cause he told, he asked me, do you want to go to the game? And I said, I said, yeah. I said, USC, UCLA is, is sneakily one of the best rivalries uh, in college basketball. Cause right. for whatever reason, USC has UCLA's number. Every time they play, uh, USC's had good teams through the years, but uh, I, I don't mean to say that they haven't, but there's so many times where you go into a UCLA, USC game and you're like, UCLA is the better team. They're playing at home. They got right. this in the back. They were like a 12 point favorite last night. And I, I told Steele, I was like, I, I love going to those games because for some reason, every single game is a close game. It's it's a great rivalry. Um, so I'm I'm sending him this whole thing about like, <laughs> dude, I love that game. I wouldn't miss right. it for the world. Right. And then uh he he said, he said, I'm going with Russell. <laughs> and I go, ah shit, you know what? I forgot I had dinner plans anyway. Right. I wasn't I wasn't planning on going. Don't worry about it. Don't you know, worry about it. You know me. what's crazy? Yeah. It's like I for, I got my days mixed up. Um, you guys enjoy though. <laughs> I saw uh, Danny Ainge was there with Dwayne Wade, and I, I don't know why, but that was just so funny to me. Just seeing Danny Ainge still at Poly Pavilion, like, th does this man ever stop scouting? Does he ever stop? Like, I know he's looking at Hami Hakez, and he's like, "This is the perfect pair with Laurie Markinen." <laughs> I put these two together with Johnny Juzang off the bench. Shout out Markinen, forty nine points by the way. I mean, the cleanest game. You didn't miss a free throw, didn't have a foul, didn't have a turnover. That's good, clean basketball. Are you? I mean, come on. 49 points, dude. Is that the, is the that finisher. the highest? Is that the highest scoring output in the NBA this year? I mean, you would think traditionally. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. Not dude. even close. I think it's <laughs> not even top, top 100. Top, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the UCLA USC game it was it was a good one last night. Yeah, it's it's it's, I mean, the it's, first it's a rivalry that always delivers, but you'll never hear it as like one of the best rivalries in college basketball because it's you know, maybe maybe going to the Big 10 will help with that, you know, when they it's a Big 10 um Across town, the only big, the only cross town Big Ten rivalry, and know? then they have a national rivalry with Arizona, who will not be in their conference anymore. You know, yeah. so that makes that that adds a little bit different. You know, because that's the problem with USC UCLA. UCLA fans say, "Cool, that was fun," but Arizona's who we hate in basketball. You right, know, they're the blue blood who right. we're going up against. So that will help. Yeah, Big Ten um, guys. Should we talk about Chris Beard? I do you guess. want to take a break? Do you want to? Do you want to <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. I need to. We don't know. have to. I mean, I I honestly am shocked that it happened, but it did feel, based on what we had heard, inevitable at some point. But it had gone quiet. It had gone radio. Well, silent. I mean, I guess if you're if you're defending the university, you would say they they they're doing their due process. They're they're taking their time, making right. sure um, they can in fact fire him and get away with it, or I get get away with it's a poor choice of phrasing. Sorry. Uh, they they can fire him and 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 it's an ironclad thing and right. um, with cause with yeah. cause and and all that sort of thing. So uh, I think that's what was going on. But yeah, I mean you you're 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 trained as a as a fan of college sports to be so cynical that um, you don't think this thing's going to happen. Especially uh, the 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 rise of Texas basketball and um, you know like Texas has been waiting for the right coach to come and and take over and the build movie something. center like yes. everything is on the way up yeah and everything finally happened and this has been like a decades long journey to get to this point that uh 
yeah, the, the, the cynic in you is like, well, they're not going to throw all that away just to, you know, I'm sure they're going to suspend them maybe for the year, like just put them on, put them on leave for the year and then quietly reintroduce the them Yudoka. back into, what, yeah. what they did with the Celtics. Yeah. Quietly reintroduce them back to the team, maybe starting next season or something like that. Uh, so I, I, I was a little surprised in that regard, but I, yeah, I don't know. Well, we can, I don't know. We can. Uh, all I know is this, whatever happened at MSG when Texas played Illinois, both teams have fallen off the face of the earth. Uh, and, I, and I, it is shocking to think how important that game was at that time. And now it feels so far away for both teams. You know what I mean? So that was the moment in time where it was like, okay, we're watching Texas. They could be number one team in the country. Illinois, wow. They could win the Big Ten. Maybe they're a national title contender in both as we enter the new year. Illinois got terrible vibes as well. You're right. Illinois and Indiana. But I, Illinois is worse Dane than Dane Danger is the only man that I trust on Illinois right now. I, I feel like <laughs> TJ Shannon opted out of the season after MSG. He was like, I after this game, that was my last act as an Illinois basketball player. I am declaring for the draft. Drew Hanlon is training me. And uh, and I don't know what's happened since. Yeah, Illinois is in a much worse spot than Indiana, I'd say, with the with the vibes. But um, right. it's 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 not looking good. It's not looking good. And and Brad Underwood is it's it's uh, Brad Underwood has always been a little fiery, but it feels like he can't contain the fire. Even the fire's he's on fire. He's, he's just yeah. he's a man on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally, no Dakota Fanning is involved, uh, but he is a man on fire, and uh, he he does not know what to do. And maybe that means that, uh, I mean, the Texas job is going to be interesting in general to, to see who they reach out to um, because they went from a native son, alma mater, you know, supposed to be the guy to now, obviously, he's done. And what does the new era look like? Uh, what's your, uh, what, what's your close your eyes and imagine it test answer to that? What's, if, if, who's, who's coaching Texas? If it's a big time coach and I close my eyes, the two that, or I should say the three that all come to mind, uh, and they're all in the SEC and Texas is an SEC school, but I think Nate Oates is up there. Um, I think Eric Musselman is up there Whoa. and I think he's Whoa. a sleeper. I think Musselman's a big sleeper, and I think Bruce Pearl is the. the <laughs> can't the, hire Bruce if they Pearl. hire Bruce Pearl, they then we Bruce know Pearl. that Texas does not care. Um, but I think they go young. You can't. Really hire, you can't. You can't they, fire. They go you, young. You can't. You can't fire Chris Beard because of a scandal, and then hire Bruce the most Pearl. scandalous yeah. man <laughs> in college sports, known for his character because it counts the most. Yeah, I I can't imagine that. I've seen um, Royal Ivy, TJ Ford as some of the like Texas guys that would be in the mix. I, I don't close my eyes and see that. Jai Lucas at Duke is a guy that I, who's like the whatever Do you think turn the, that Duke okay, gave him. Let, let he me could ask be you in this, and maybe this is more off-season discussion, but uh, is is the, the alum... Just hiring a guy who who played here and it's is, a trope. It's it, not reality. Does that work? Is that working? Is it working, Tate? As a as a whole, mm. I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not asking you to attack Hubert Davis here. Um, I love Hubert Davis. There will right, be no. Well, there attacks. you go. Well, he can be the, the. But uh, as a as a whole, as you look around and you think on and and, and you think about guys past like uh, Clyde Drexler at Houston and Chris Mullen at St. John's, <laughs> Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. Oh, Patrick wait, Ewing at Georgetown. Yeah, well, he's he, he's still there. <laughs> still there. Are you serious? Yes. They didn't fire him. Yes. Wow. Still there. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 interesting because that that is that became like the hot move to do that, and mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone's really like Penny. I guess is. Kind of works working still is he right it's is working is Jawan howard working i don't know about that uh, one. but again top of the big 10 so maybe it is i don't know what wh wh what do you mean top of the big 10 you keep saying you know they're you keep first saying, place with wisconsin 
I just looked at the standings. I mean, I was shocked oh. by it. I think that's why I'm. Uh, oh. I keep saying it because I'm looking at the standings of the Big Ten. I, I guess I didn't realize that that Michigan has. Yeah. Oh, you, they they beat Minnesota at mm-hmm. Minnesota and then won two home games. So right, re- hang the banner. They probably will. Honestly, knowing Michigan, they 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 took they claim that <laughs> Mickey Mouse Big Ten title right. when they won fewer games in Illinois. They probably. I mean, they're almost a quarter way through the Big Ten. They have one more game, and then you hang the banner. Um, Providence, quickly. Right. Uh, Talk about Providence real quick that uh, uh, beat UConn. Um, Bryce Hopkins is the the biggest player of the year. I know (laughs) uh, Sonogo, uh, UConn fans think it's going to be Sonogo, and maybe maybe it ultimately will be, but... uh, Bryce Hopkins has been awesome, and he's so fun to watch. And and um, not to twist the knife too much for Kentucky fans, but uh, it is it is it is a fun thing to see a guy like that who who you know like he, he's he's an example of a great transfer story. And again, I I don't mean to twist the knife, but it it, it gives me the Johnny Juzang um, vibes to it as well, Tate. That that a guy that's like I know I'm good. Uh, I came to Kentucky because I wanted the brightest lights, the biggest stage, all that. For whatever reason, I'm not one of Cal's guys. <laughs> like I, I, I just can't break through. Um, and and he transfers, and he's 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 my biggest player of the year right now, which I don't think is is super controversial. And, and Providence uh, did not look great at the start of the season. Um, I wouldn't say I don't think they have any bad losses, right? They lost to St. Louis, and who who all did they lose to? Do you have it in front of you? Do you know? Who Providence lost to? Yeah, I know that they lost, obviously. Uh, let me see. Who are the other two losses? They lost to St. Louis and Miami and TCU. There you That's go. Right. Yeah, so no, they don't have any bad losses, but they, you know, they, they uh, at that point, when they lost to TCU, they also had zero good points. Like, they entered the Big East play with, like, no good wins, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they lost, like, every non-conference game uh, against the team with the Pulse. Um, so there were some questions. And then now, at this point... What are they five and zero oh in the Big East and and they've won eight UConn straight and yeah um beat Marquette they beat the hell out of Butler who I, I I know I'm the only person in national media that's paying attention to Butler basketball but I think Butler might eventually be good maybe <laughs> um so I I I was watching that Providence Butler game thinking Butler might have a chance to win they never had a chance to win right and Providence beat the shit out of them um. So yeah, Providence is rolling, man. They're they're a ton of fun. First man. in the Big East, Ed Cooley's looking great. And as far as the people, wasn't there a thing going on where Providence fans were losing their minds about Ed Cooley getting thrown out for other jobs? I think it was Georgetown was the one that Providence yeah. fans were losing their Michi- minds. Over. He, he he was a big Michigan. candidate for Michigan when when Michigan hired Juwan. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just say this so Providence fans will feel good. Ed Cooley's going nowhere. <laughs> there you go. He's Ed, not going to Texas. Ed Cooley is not going to Texas. You heard it here first. Um. Yeah, they they uh they're still I think uh I, I think they're still in a beef with Kim Palm though. I think Providence is yeah they're they're twenty eighth on Kim Palm and Creighton is is eighteenth at nine and six. Mm. <laughs> I, I have not given up on Creighton by the way. I mean, Kalkbrenner was out. They have an excuse. So Lose, losing seven straight or six, I think it was six straight that they lost. That was ridiculous. But so Providence last year wins the Big East as mm-hmm. we know, first Big East title for Providence ever, right? That right. was first ever regular season. It was big they, for the they, Gabbitt family. Yeah. They they win the Big East. Uh this year, Providence is uh five and zero in the Big East. They they are the only five and zero team. Xavier's four and zero. Um and let me see where but but last year, as you remember, Providence was lucky, Tate. That was all the talk. And 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 they had a beef with Ken Palm because uh Providence would not 
exactly play well, but they would find ways to win. And they're, they're the opposite of what Ohio State basketball is becoming. <laughs> so they, they hated Ken Palm. They hated that everyone said they were lucky, all that sort of thing. Fast forward to this year. Yeah, the luck of the Friarish. They've started 5-0 and in Big East play. They have the Big East player of the year. And uh, let me see. One, two, three, four, five. They are, they are fifth in Ken Palm right now in the Big East. <laughs> Top they're, five. They're four. Can, they're Top four, five. They're four. Can, UConn, uh, Marquette, Creighton, and Xavier all above Providence on Kenneth Pomeroy's algorithm. So there you go. There's a chance that both Ken Palm and the Bubble Boys are getting attacked <laughs> by fan bases <laughs> in the next couple of years. I mean, Clemson fans really want to know where Joe Lenardi lives. They, they are <laughs> they're asking where in Connecticut or in the Northeast is Joe Why, Lenardi. Is, is, is Clemson not in his... They're not even anywhere. Clemson is first. <laughs> they're, not the even, they're not even mentioned? They're not even... It's not even first four out or next four out or anything. Well, maybe he just forgot it. Like, maybe it's just, you know, one of those deals that he just forgot about them. Well, they will make him remember. Clemson fans who don't care about basketball are caring right now and they are fired up. They were like, give me Joe Lenardi's address. <laughs> Providence fans will be doing the same with Kim. <laughs> what a Can time. you imagine the first week of January like getting <laughs> upset that Joe Lenardi doesn't have it? Right. I mean, it's January 6th. These Clemson fans are lit. They're coming. <laughs> um, let's take a break and, uh, and, and do some nonsense in the second half of the show. Perfect. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Patino power rankings today because um, Chris Beard fired from Texas. You said you threw out some SEC guys. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I say no to Bruce Pearl. I don't think that can happen. I don't think they can invite a man who's been involved with scandals um, to to take over at Texas. Uh, so I I did find it interesting you didn't mention Rick Patino, um, a man who's been cleared mm-hmm. of all wrongdoing, uh, is is exonerated as clean as, as they come. As, as clean as they come. Right. Um, you, you didn't throw his name out, but some people are. You're hearing it more and more. The Rick Pitino uh, is, is is throwing his hat in the ring into the t- to the Texas coaching search. Um, I am here. So Iona, I'm, I'm going to give you the the a Pitino update date. Iona is officially on run the table watch. The uh, the the Mac with two A's stinks. As we know, Manhattan fired their coach right before the season started. Steve Massiello. He's now helping out Iona. Um, they were really the only team. I mean. St. Peter's last year, I think people might maybe sort of paid more attention to him this year until you realize that nobody on that team is back. And yeah, <laughs> the Doug coach Edwards is gone. gone. Like everybody transferred. Yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, so the MAC is not great. Iona is the only team that uh, that that makes it move. If you if you watch MAC basketball, uh, so you're hearing whispers. Uh, my sources are telling me that this is Patino's last hurrah because mm. if he goes on a tourney run. He's done because he's he's got nothing left to prove, you know. If they, if they if he can take Iona to the Sweet Sixteen, not even the Sweet Sixteen, just maybe win one game, maybe have one competitive game in the tournament, he's done because he's got nothing left to prove. He proved that he can do it. Now it's time to to you know I I did what I set out to do at Iona. Now I'm going to take one more swing in a national championship, right? Right. If he doesn't have his March moment, if if uh, something like last year where Iona uh, loses in the tournament, in the uh, conference tournament, doesn't even make the tournament, I'm hearing that he's done because he can't get over the hump at Iona. So that, that's that's what I'm hearing. And I'm hearing that for myself. I tell myself that right. every morning when I wake up that Rick Pitino is going to take a high major job and he's no longer going to be coaching Iona. No disrespect to Iona fans. I hope you guys aren't taking this the wrong way. I do not want your coach to stay there. <laughs> 
When I want Rick, your coach when to Rick leave you. came to Iona, we all knew what was happening. You know what I mean? This is kind of like in a very similar way, Petrino, you know, Bobby Petrino, when he's at Missouri Valley or whatever school he was at calling plays, and they're like, this guy's a freaking genius. And then, you know, Jimbo's like, come on up to Texas A&M. Yeah. You're the offensive coordinator. That is what Rick Petino is doing. He's biding his time for that big opportunity. But yeah, he's still and, ready to be the head coach. And everybody everybody wants a piece of Patino. It's, it is weird mm-hmm. how Jay Wright is not coaching, and Jay Wright is is very young still in, in terms of coaching ages. Um, and Jay Wright's name never gets brought up as we should take a swing at Jay Wright. But it's genius because Jay you know, Wright is on the microphone talking about the opportunities at other places. And you're like, who's that talking right now? And it's Jay Wright. And it's Jay the, Wright also who should be. <laughs> also ha, it, it has could not be more transparent when he retired that he's not done coaching. Like, right. It's 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 not even that's not even my opinion. Like he he will straight up say that. Like they're mm-hmm. he got asked immediately, does this mean you're done coaching forever? You're just hanging it up? And he's like, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> right. But Patino did say that yeah. at one point. Remember yeah. that when Patino went on his radios, uh, radio interviews and he was like, I'm done with coaching, you know? And then he and then remember he it, dude. I that yeah. was we covered it. That was we covered it. The best era of our show right, ever. Right. It was the best of times. The best of Casamigos. Times, he has um, his own podcast. Yeah, but why, why is that? Why is Jay Wright not like we all know he's going to coach again because he's because it's NBA. That's why he's like, told we know everyone he's not, it's yeah. NBA. He has reminded people constantly on Twitter that he and Eric Spolster are close confidants. It's it's just yeah. I mean, but for content, you would think that. We, we know he's not going to take a college job, but like, come on, let's throw his name out there and have some fun and talk right. about it and make some photoshops with him doing the Texas horns and, you know, right. Let's, let's at least see what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all I ask. Yeah, I'm photoshop. not saying, where's Joe I'm Tipton when you need realistic. him? <laughs> I'm just saying like, let me see Jay Wright throw up the horns. That's all I'm asking. I think Tipton did make a graphic where it was like the top 10 potential coaches for Texas already, which I, I find is like a nice, fun like, you know, get out of just the recruiting graphics, get into the the schools now, have their top 10 candidates that they want to bring in. What is the worst realistic option other than the former player, other than TJ Ford, who... Oh, uh, no I love TJ Ford. No disrespect National to TJ Ford, but uh, I, I I think uh, hiring, hiring the former player isn't the move for, for Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, what's the worst realistic option? I, I think mean, it, Bruce Pearl is, is the worst realistic option. Because it will, <laughs> but he would, he would, win, but games he would win games. Yeah, that, but that's that's not good either. You know, like at certain level, I don't know. You sell your soul to the devil, and you might be dancing around a little bit at first, but eventually it wears on you. I don't, I don't, I don't think that would end well for anyone. What if Shaka gets an interview because he has hair now? It's <laughs> a different guy. Yeah. Look, what We're about like, this Coach Smart at uh, Marquette? This, this Marquette this guy's good. guy is, is something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be tough. Chris Mack. He's Chris not really Mack. <laughs> Jesus Chris Christ. Mack. <laughs> yeah. John, I think Archie Miller, Wes Miller, Sean Miller, Chris Mack are all... John about, Calipari. Calipari <laughs> could be bad, too. John Calipari to Texas would be... It would be considered a home run. It would win the press clippings, but you and I would both be very concerned yeah. from the jump. Well, I would judge, I judge every hire by um, when, when he, he's leaving the other school... How are they? they how do they react? Yeah. yeah, and that that's what gave me pause about Kevin Willard. And I am excited for Maryland and Kevin Willard. Um, I think it's going to work long term, and I think like mm-hmm. like we, we've talked about, like I think Maryland fans are ultimately going to be happy losing with Kevin Willard than they would be winning with Mark Turgeon to a certain extent. To a certain extent, um, but at Maryland's the wheels have fallen off in Maryland, by the way. Um, right. But uh, uh, that that always gave me pause that when Kevin Willard left Seton Hall, Seton Hall fans were like, okay, cool. 
Right. <laughs> like, we're good. We're good. We'll move on. We'll be all right. Yeah. We'll take Shahid. Not worried. <laughs> yeah. We'll take the guy yeah, that played gonna, here. Not, yeah. Not going to miss him at all. Yeah. Um. Anyway, enough about that. We're talking about Rick Pitino. Where is Rick Pitino going to go at the end of this this season? Because uh, there are a lot of lot of candidates out there. A lot of a uh, lot of chatter about where he might end up. I have I have put my list together. These are the top five candidates as it stands right now. Tate at number five, the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, it is not Louisville. Louisville is not the play. I know I was I've, I've been trying to meme Lu, uh, Pitino back to Louisville. I don't think that's realistic. I don't think it's going to happen. I think I think Pitino is is abreast. Um, as to what's going on in the Commonwealth, and he's seen uh, that that Kentucky is. Uh, I, I will say Kentucky did beat LSU. They're on a, on a two game winning streak, which is their second longest winning streak of the season right now. So, you know, maybe Cal has turned a corner, but um, Patino sees what's going on in Kentucky, and he realizes that Louisville is not the play for him. The the play is to go to Kentucky because. This man hates Louisville at the end of the day, you know? And I and I think like I, I I convinced myself that there's a world in which there's a redemption story and he goes back to the place that wronged him and he he, you know, gets the banner back up and and it's kumbaya and all that kind of thing. I don't think that's how this man operates. I think this man wants to crush Louisville. I think the 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 move for him is to take over at Kentucky Tate. And when you think about it, the 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 biggest gripe with Kentucky fans right now is that they don't think that Cal um, appreciates what Kentucky is. They, he doesn't appreciate Big Blue Nation. He, they, he, he's using the Kentucky brand for his own personal gain. But is he really in there? Is does he mm-hmm. does he does he get us? Does he really get us? Or is he is he out of touch at this point with Kentucky fans? Tate, you know who doesn't uh, take Kentucky for granted is a man who's called his his stint in Kentucky and who calls the University of Kentucky Camelot and has called it Camelot um, for for years, he he. This is a man who gets it. He gets Kentucky basketball through and through. So I think, I think Kentucky. I think I think him winning a national title at Kentucky, getting a tattoo over the L he has on his shoulder. Right. That's the fu. That's the storybook ending that Rick Pitino wants. Rick Pitino is the only coach to take three different schools to the Final Four. And what does he need? He needs redemption. And I think that he doesn't necessarily need a fourth school, but he needs a homecoming of sorts. Which is why Louisville made a lot of sense. But when you really think about his career Rick Pitino left Providence after going to a final four to be an assistant for the New York Knicks right he left a head coaching job at Providence said I'm gonna go be an assistant and then he goes (laughs) he comes back to Kentucky uh eventually after that as as a head coach after it fails uh and when he's at Kentucky they are ineligible the first two seasons and then from there he wins 27 or more games every single year and he is beloved he is at Camelot he is the one that's supposed to be the answer, but he still has this itch, and he goes back to the NBA to coach the Celtics. <laughs> so he gets a cream. Does he get a cream for the itch, or? Does he- but if he had stayed, <laughs> if he had stayed in Camelot, he would still be at Kentucky. He would have stayed at Kentucky. He would have been like a a staple at Kentucky forever. And people forget this man loves horse racing. Like Rick Pitino has yeah. his own horses. I'm pretty sure he has like 5% ownership of one of these places that actually gets horses into the Kentucky Derby. I don't know the intricacies of it all, but I know he loves horse racing. So he loves Kentucky. He loves what it represents. He understands what it is. Like you said, the people know that Rick gets it. And Rick could go back to Kentucky and pull the recruiting pool of New York, which he's been building at Iona. A guy, I don't know if you've heard of him, but uh, Jamal Mashburn came from the Bronx. Mm -hmm. That's probably the best recruit he's ever pulled in. And then maybe the best player that wasn't highly touted, Russ Smith, we brought to Louisville, also from New York. So when Rick Pitino has the New York recruiting pool and he's bringing these guys down to the South to play in Kentucky, good things happen. He's already built the, he's already planted the seed in New York. 
He knows that he needs a flagship to bring him to. Kentucky makes sense to me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I know I'm breaking Louisville fans' heart, but uh, I just don't. I don't think. I don't think Patino's wants Louisville. I, I think he's. I think that they blew it with him. They blew it. Yeah. Yeah. They could have yeah, had I don't him think forever. Had shot. Yeah. And Kentucky, he left them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so there's exactly. no bad. There's no bad feelings on his part. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I got a better opportunity. But now I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to come home. So Kentucky's number five on my list. Love that. Uh, at number four, Duke. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean, we got to start. I, I I do think we have to start taking this seriously. That, okay. that Rick Pitino might be the next head coach at Duke, and it might happen sooner than you think, Tate. Mm. Um, as I as as first reported on Titus and Tate, this Duke team stinks. They they are very bad, and um, it it breaks my heart because they they beat Ohio State rather easily. <laughs> mm. But uh, they they are not a good basketball team. They are, they are are lost at sea. They 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 have talent somewhere in there. I keep being told. Um, I'm not really seeing it. Uh. They they start a game at NC State down fifteen to nothing. It's twenty two to four with eight thirty seven left in the Missed first half. Missed their first thirteen shots. My they goodness. lose by twenty four. It should have been much much worse. Um, Derek Lively, who's the number three recruit in the country, is currently averaging three point eight points a game and three point five rebounds a game. Tate, Derek Whitehead, or is it Derek? How do you say his name? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want. It's a Trevon Duvall situation. I'm not. I'm not sure if he's. Until he's it good yet. enough for me to know, I don't know. He's averaging. He's the number two recruit in the country. He's averaging six points per game. Nice. Um, I I I genuinely believe this. The 2021 team that was Duke's worst team since 1995. It was the team that uh, uh, had everyone saying that K is going to fake back injuries and all mm-hmm. this sort of thing. And mm-hmm. and um, who's he going to pin these losses on? And we all remember that season, the 2021 season. Right. Uh, that uh, D- Duke was, I think, a, a 500 entering a- ACC tournament play, and then they opted out for, for. I think they played like a game or two, and then and then opted, opted out. And then opted yeah. out. For, so they didn't miss the tournament. They, they didn't just miss the tournament. Out. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, they're starting five on that team. As a reminder, Tate, Jeremy Roach, DJ Stewart, Wendell Moore, Matthew Hurt, and Mark Williams. That team beats this Duke team. That team's better than this Duke team. Right. Do By you, a good amount. Would you agree with that? Yes. If Rick Pitino is coaching those guys, Mark Williams versus, versus this, Ryan Young, I, I like Mark Williams. Jeremy Roach versus Jeremy Roach. Who you I, I liked old Jeremy Roach. Yeah. <laughs> um, if Rick Pitino is coaching that group of guys versus John Shire and this group of guys, I'm taking the 2021 team. What's mm. going on at Duke? You're the Duke whisperer. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, what is, I actually what is had, a, I had a meeting. Uh, you know, this is a big four night in the ACC. Wake Forest plays North Carolina. NC State plays Duke. It's the public versus the private. And the public schools win. Granted, they're both playing at home, but the public schools win. It wasn't a route uh, in the same way with North Carolina and Wake Forest. But in general, I'm a public school kid, so I was excited about that. But then the committee got together, the committee that put together the Coach K successor power rankings, and (laughs) they're getting some steam again. There's some people that are clamoring, who is this man on the bench? Why will he not stand up? Why will he not coach? Why will these players not play up to their billing, so to speak? And... uh, the rumors are swirling. I mean, what is going to happen with Duke basketball? Meanwhile, you look at Jeff Capel at Pittsburgh, 4-0, and just just throwing the bag all around, looking like maybe maybe we got the wrong guy here at Duke. And so the committee is is putting together a list. Um, I have confirmed that Mr. K is on the list. Whoa. He is still on the list. Whoa. He is still available. Coach K, the dog, is also on the list, also available, um, willing to coach. Is Patino on the list? Patino is on the list, but the, the problem with Patino is that you can't bring in a coach who's better than the the the, the prior coach. But maybe Whoa. because you had Shire, That's a great point. it's a nice bridge point where you're saying, well, we're bringing in Patino to save what this guy almost ruined. 
I think Patino could do it. And and I will say this, from what I've heard, Patino wants a private school. What is Duke? A private school. He wants a private school. He doesn't want a big state school. He wants private. And he wants East Coast. Well, that, that's why East I have, Coast that's why I have Duke about Kentucky on the, the right. power ranking. Yeah, because I think I think that that works in Duke's favor. Right. It's good to be private. Guess what happens when you're private? Your salary's not public. Uh, how much you pay for houses for recruits is not public, at least in what I gather. Um, pretty much everything you do is private. And if you want to know what we do, subpoena us. When when are we going to get That's Rick Patino's pitch. When are we going to get the first interview from uh Mr. K? Uh He has a radio show. Saying weekly. Telling some telling all of us that Shire's doing a great job because that's when I know there's there's a problem. <laughs> when when is that coming do you think? When- I think that coach K like John Shire's in the deep end of the pool. He's treading water. He's he's slapping and he's like, I wish that I had a, a coach that I could re- rely on for information who would help me out. And Coach K is standing there and he's just smirking and smiling because <laughs> he's like, see how good I was. Look how ba- look how bad it is without me. Do you miss me yet? That is where he is. And I don't think he's going to save John Shire. I really don't. Well, I, really I mean, the, the the concern with John Shire is is not the recruiting. I think most people great the, the, the reason the reason you talk yourself into John Shire at Duke working is because. The recruiting is going to continue to be awesome, and he's going to mm-hmm. uh, keep getting these guys. The problem with that, Tate, is that, like I said, you have the number two and the number three recruits in the country on the team right now, and they're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So I guess why should I trust moving forward? You're going to tell me that because you, you land all these great recruiting classes. Kay wasn't even great at mm-hmm. – like we, we felt like Kay underachieved with his great recruiting classes. We felt yeah. like. He did. <laughs> I mean – I mean, look at look at the rankings and look at the results. I mean, oh, look at the draft picks, dude. Look at the <laughs> look at the NBA contracts. Right. Look right. at the you know right stuff that matters. Mm-hmm. You want a title with one and done. Does he have three billion dollars in contracts though? You want a title so. with one and done. That's something. Mm. Um, Some would say Quinn Cook. So uh, uh, that that's that's a concern. Is is you know does it even matter if he lands these recruits? If he's right. You know, they're going to average the 21 and 22 classes i will say because of the pandemic are probably the worst scouted classes as far as rankings and things like that so you could give them maybe a benefit of the doubt of like these guys even though they are number one number two whatever they're not necessarily they weren't scouted (laughs) properly (laughs) maybe that's what they're arguing but regardless of what they're arguing look at the results but but all that tells me is uh because because like other coaches identified their guys and they are happy with their results that they right. picked these guys. So all that tells me is that Duke just They're bad talent evalu- evaluators. They're not yeah. talent evaluators at all. They just mm-hmm. look up the the rivals rankings and right. and throw the bag at the top guys. <laughs> checks that's what Nike does. <laughs> they don't it's even, Nike University. They don't think through like is this guy good? Is he gonna fit onto the mm-hmm. team? Do we have Will he sell shoes is there, for it, us? What is the roster construction? Do we need a point guard? Okay, so our point guard's graduating. We should probably have like a backup plan or we should have we need an extra they don't think through like that. They're just like, okay, top five guys, throw them the bag. Maybe we'll get two of them to commit. Oh, we got three. Oh, sick. And awesome. I, We're gonna I be think great that's like the business side of it. The the GM, they like Duke is a GM now. That who was at Nike, funny enough. Um, but that's the business side of Duke that's happening with basketball. But I think what John Shire, I think it's an identity crisis. What does John Shire want? What did John Shire win with? Uh, Singler, Zubek. Nolan Smith. I mean, these aren't the number one, number two guys in the rankings. So I think that there's an identity crisis there because I think John Shire knows more about what Duke DNA is than what Duke does currently. John Shire wants to recruit John Shire. Right. Yeah. And I respect that. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> I, I think that's the coolest thing about John Shire. I see Ryan Young in the starting lineup, and I'm like, damn, John Shire gets something. 
He at least knows what Duke is. I'm sure I don't think Duke knows what Duke is. And guess who could tell him? Rick Pitino. There you go. Uh, <laughs> that is unless he takes one of these other jobs. Yeah, at right. number <laughs> at number three on the uh, the power rankings, the Boston Celtics. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <clears throat> Whoa. The Celtics started I just choked. <laughs> the Celtics started twenty one and five this year, Tate. Right. People forget. Joe Missoula is the guy. He's mm-hmm. uh He's a prodigy. Yeah. A coaching prodigy. Better than Udoka. Yeah. Better than Brad Stevens. Better mm-hmm. than all of them. Right. Better than Red Auerbach. Right. Um, the Celtics then were five and seven in their last 12 before they won last night in Dallas, but that doesn't really count because we all know Luka needs more help. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but if you want to count it, I guess you can, but I, I don't because until Luka gets more help, it doesn't matter. I, I don't think any of these games matter unless, right. the, unless the Mavericks win, in which case they matter. Um, so six and seven in their last 13. Uh, the, the, the the Celtics they they give up 150 points to to OKC. OKC yeah yikes so I I don't know if Joe Mazzulla is the guy we we have to wait and find out we have to wait till the playoffs if he wins an, if he wins an NBA title maybe he's, he's the, the guy. guy maybe he's the guy <laughs> maybe <laughs> if he doesn't get his ass out of here mm. um and I I was thinking about it and I thought what better storybook ending for Rick Pitino than to go back because where where of all the places he's coached he's been beloved you know right. except for one place. It was Boston and and Celtics fans. They hear the name Rick Pitino, and they think he's not a good coach. They think he's like the one thing that keeps Pitino from uh, goat conversations as as one of the greatest basketball coaches we've ever seen. Tate is this his stint as the head coach of the Boston Celtics. People point to that. They say if he's such a great coach, how come he couldn't win with those guys? Well, I'll tell you how because it wasn't his fault. Tate, first of all, mm-hmm. um, was it his fault that that the the Celtics traded Chauncey Billups halfway through his rookie season? It, it was. It looks like it is. Yeah, was, it was, looks he like was it the was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually was. Okay, bad example. Um, I was it his fault that he had a roster full of guys that like mm. he just wouldn't buy into what he was selling. He like guys that didn't understand his system, like Antoine Walker and Ron Mercer and Walter mm-hmm. McCarty, like guys like that that just like don't get what he's about. No, not his fault that he had like how was how was Rick Pitino supposed to win with guys like that? He's never he couldn't possibly win with guys like that. So when I look back on he, he then they they draft Paul Pierce he turns Paul Pierce into a ball player. Um, then they fire his ass. Jim O'Brien takes over and Paul Pierce away he goes to a Hall of Fame career and nobody points to mm. Rick Pitino and says thank you for you know putting this guy on this path. I think. He was unfairly criticized for the the Celtics tenure. I think Rick Pitino goes back to Boston. I think he delivers the title that Boston has had their eyes on for what the last five years now. Um, that that every single season it feels like the Celtics are good enough to win the title and they don't. Right. I think Rick Pitino gets him over the hump. I think he's the missing piece. And it turns out he resigned. So Rick Pitino actually left on his own accord. So Rick Pitino coming back, he he's like it's the same way as Kentucky. You know? Dude, he he, he, he resigned. Up, he resigned. Yeah. Dude, that's all class. <laughs> right. He's like, I'm not winning. At a time, you guys are missing the playoffs. I'll I'll step aside. At a time when your your uh your franchise is has just has like bad vibes around it with the sex scandal and everything, mm-hmm. I think you bring in a classy guy like Patino. That's all class, dude. He resigned. He, he knew resigned. that he was not the yeah. guy. They missed the playoffs three straight years. He said, I'm out. Number two on my list, Chris Beard's lawyer. I think Rick Pitino should, right. should take over as Chris Beard's lawyer. Did you see the statement that the man put out? Yeah. He's been couching so hard at Texas. <laughs> I've never seen a man couch like this. I thought people that lamp 
we're doing something different, but couching is a whole the, different uh, level. The, the statement, the statement war that's going on with, I, I, I want to say that the, the Chris Beard saga is over. It is, it's not, it is well, it, it's very Kevin see. Ollie vibes. Yeah. I mean, the, that statement, even though he spelled coaching wrong and spelled a couching said, basically we're suing Texas. We're, in, we're innocent. Money. He did nothing. Yeah. Um, we'll see you in court. This, yeah, we'll see you in court. Did you see Texas' statement though? Because they that statement was like, that was a that yeah. was a fuck you of the highest order as well. They said your client does not know the significance of the behavior he knows he engaged in. This lack of self awareness is yet another failure of judgment that makes Mister Beard unfit to serve as a head coach. And it was, it was, it was that for six paragraphs. Yeah, it was a lot, a lot of paragraphs. Um, but uh, I was thinking about it. Patino knows how to handle a scandal. He's the only man in the history of the world. To tweet through a a scandal and it worked and it worked. Mm -hmm. OJ's trying. <laughs> OJ's trying to be the second guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't losing. think I don't think it's he's working. Losing big, but uh, you know, most people you say don't tweet through it. Log off. You know, you're going through it. Don't tweet through it. Um, Rick Pitino's like, no, I'm gonna tweet through it, and he he came out the other side a better man for it. Uh, but but yeah, the the the, the Texas situation is uh is. Is interesting because because did you see that the, the athletic director um said the or, or the the thing that said that this wasn't even Crystal Conte's decision this came from the top this came from someone that's why they can't hire they're not gonna hire uh, uh yeah Westboro. there's some there's some sort of moral Westboro. backbone somewhere in, in the board of regents or whatever they want to call it at Texas that was like no this this will not stand was it McConaughey I don't think so because he went to practice and took a big picture and was like vibes are high <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like what. Did you see that? It was like <laughs> it's like four days after the all the stuff. He like went to practice and took a big picture with everyone. <laughs> Minister of conduct. There you go. Um, number one on my list. I want Rick Pitino to take over the United States men's national team. Oh my god! Speaking of getting through scandals, that's a good one. It's the dumbest scandal in, in American sports history, I think. This, mm -hmm. uh, the, but but I, I I wanted to bring this up because uh, you we, you were talking not too long ago about uh, Virginia. Um, North Carolina feud. That's what this is. Claudio Reyna went to Virginia and Greg Berhalter is a Tar Heel. Did you know that? Yeah. I think I, that's what's, what's at play here, dude. This is this is Virginia-Carolina rivalry. I, I still... I, I'm still so shocked by that whole like story and the whole rollout of it all. I mean, is Gio Reyna basically blackballed now? Or, or is he celebrating? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's going to backfire and they're going to keep Berhalter because they can't fire him now because then it's going to look like they fired him because of this. Right. And, and then, he actually looks like the better party here by coming out and getting in front of it, I think. But I also, I, I don't know. The the dumbest scandal in American sports. Right, right. Because we were, we were winning the 2026 World Cup. Without this. Without this. Mm -hmm. um, we still can if they hire Patino. Patino coached the Greek national team and the Porter. He's got international experience today. He knows how to. And he's had an extortion plot happen to him. Yeah. So he, is, he has actually done this. He's been, the he's man's seen everything. He's been here before. He's been here before. God, I love Rick Pitino. He is the best coach we have. You know what I mean? Like, if the aliens come and they're like, we need a coach, we don't even know what game we're playing, what? we bring in Pitino's Rick Pitino. Pitino's great at uh, taking three-star guys and right. winning Russ with them. Smith. What, what, what is American soccer if not a collection of three-star guys right. at all times? Maybe that's, three, that's three plus stars. Yeah. Maybe Pulisic's a four-star. Pulisic's Romeo Langford that like right yeah he got he got a five star grade <laughs> yeah, in tenth yeah. grade and he never really developed as you'd hope but you still gotta love him yeah you're still like gotta love is, him he's not bad I guess <laughs> technically it's not like he's a bust but you're like right. I guess but is Aaron Neesmith better than him yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> oh man. Right. Well, I'm I, I like that list. And I think Rick Patino, if he takes I mean, shocking that Georgetown did not make the list. A lot of people wanted to go to Georgetown. But what, I, what do you I, say to those people? I, I don't you think Georgetown. You, don't see it. you know, you know what I think? I don't think Georgetown's firing Patrick Ewing. Right. I really don't. I, I think Georgetown's stuck with Patrick Ewing for better or worse. And unfortunately, it's gonna be worse. I think I because because Georgetown has painted themselves into a corner where they th this is this is why I say you can't hire the the uh, uh, the the former player unless you're absolutely sure he's going to be a great coach because on the one hand yeah you should fire Patrick Ewing if you take your program seriously but if you piss off Patrick Ewing he's he's the guy I mean like we love Allen Iverson we love Alonzo Mourning we right. love like Georgetown has had some ball players through the years we know this Tate mm -hmm. but. Patrick Ewing is Georgetown basketball. He is the face of Georgetown basketball well before he was the head coach of Georgetown. Um, you get this guy to turn on you. I don't know. That, that's that, that's like a that's a black mark on the the program for moving forward until like you either patch it up or or, or Patrick Ewing dies or like I don't know what the hell has to happen. But like that is right. you can't do that. And for a program that like is is so defined with what they they want their their identity to be and like they they are very much a family program literally which is why they hired John Thompson's son to coach um i, I they they're, they're stuck i don't know what they're going to do because like if you fire Patrick Ewan the only way you save it politically is to hire i don't know Allen Iverson <laughs> right. head coach hire Zoe i don't know what you do i cuz he he is going to take the the former player faction and 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 go with him, and and they're not going to support whoever the new guy is. And I I don't know who you. I just don't know what the move is. Like I I agree, fire him. But if you don't have any plan moving forward, what do you do? They, I I don't right. know. It's a very confounding thing because I don't I don't know who you could possibly hire if you're Georgetown that fixes the problems moving forward. And when they fired John Thompson the third, everyone did the same thing, which is like this is egregious. Why would you do something like this? This is what our program is built on. Big John built this program. This is his program. And they saved that backfire by bringing in Patrick Ewing. You know, that was the way to say, well, we actually did this because we're going to bring in our goat. We're going to bring in Patrick Ewing and he's going to save the day. And people forget he did win the Big East tournament. And, and it was, you know, it felt like Big John, you know, there was some sort of, I don't know what was going on, some sort of higher action to make that possible. But he did win that Big East tournament. I think the only way that you get out of this and keep things hunky-dory at Georgetown is that Patrick Ewing decides he's done with it that's he the only way it works step away. that's yeah. the only way it works that's the right. way it worked for houston with clyde drexler right um he resigned i think mullen was mullen, the same thing right it was mullen a five-year contract and he was like i'm, I'm not yeah resigning. mullen resigned too yeah. that's how it has to work is is because if you fire patrick ewing and, and you you drag him through the mud and like have to do a press conference where like we you know we had to we had to take the dog out back and put him down you know and like you demean him in that way um which you know he's brought. I don't. I don't mean to say he's the victim. Like he brought it upon himself. The, the the program's dead. Um, but at the same time, like I don't know how they fix that part of it. You know, right. and 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 you could say that that part doesn't matter. It does. This is college sports. This stuff's going to matter, and especially in an era where you got to do name, image, likeness stuff and get out there and kiss babies and stuff, so people throw money at your program and all that kind of thing. If Patrick Ewing is like, you guys pissed me off. You fired me. I'm done with this program. I'm turning my back on this program. That is devastating for Georgetown. Right. That's the, that's probably more devastating than Patrick Ewing continue to coach. Probably. I don't know, actually. I don't know. That's I don't a, actually, actually know. A good, uh, it's a great debate. Right. I don't know which is worse. And I don't think they know which is worse, which is why they're just going to keep him and just keep hoping that he 
takes care of it himself and just resigns and steps down. That's why if Big John was around, I think Big John pulls him aside and says, come on, come on, Pat. Like, what are we doing? We got to, you know. We got to do something. You, you can't. We got to make a move. Yeah, we got to make a move. Yeah. Like, you, you deserve better. The school, like, it's just not, it's not working. Like, we got to figure something out. Um, I still love you. I, you know, he he needs like that. So he needs someone to tell him that, that uh, of that stature. And I don't know who that person is if, if Big John's not here to do it, you know? He needs like Sleepy Floyd to call him and say, hey, Pat, what's going on, baby? You know, good. good. Let's go fishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go call Zoe. You know, let, let's get let's get Otto Porter to get like let's let's get everybody let's together. Get Matumbo. Right. Let's get all our guys together and let's just have a little powwow and say, what what should we do? And I think that they all get together and they're like, who do you think the best coach is that you've been around? And they all have a little, you know, powwow and they all come back to one name, Rick Pitino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patrick Ewan's like, I remember in high school, Rick Pitino was at BU and he was trying to get me to come there. And I, I, I was excited about the idea of it, but Big John got me. But man, I do love Pitino. I think that, that that group of guys actually would respect someone. That the only way that they would respect a coach coming in, it can't be a young guy. I think it's got to tell Wes Miller's coming, right? They're not going to be excited about I, that. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they hired Nolan Smith. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's the highest paid assistant in college basketball. Yeah. That's the biggest bag move of the year. Um, I, I think it's got to be Matumbo that tells you in this. Mm -hmm. Matumbo, the, the, the He the calls him, should I come back? No, no, no. Yeah, because Matumbo... Matumbo one has the 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 cachet, mm -hmm. you know. He he's he's one of the few guys that could argue that he's close to being on on Ewing's level and stature in this right. program. Um, number two, Matumbo keeps it real, and Matumbo I, I need like <laughs> Matumbo to come on a or maybe our podcast, but like right. like you could see Matumbo going doing like an interview on NBA TV or something where he's just keeping it a little too real, talking about Ewing at Georgetown and how he's thinking like like it hurts Ewing in a way that all the Georgetown fans saying we suck now and this is embarrassing and they get 4,000 people at games and stuff like that, that maybe doesn't resonate with him. But seeing Dikembe Mutombo clown him like in an interview with Isaiah Thomas on NBA TV or something, right? like that cuts to Ewing's core to where he's like, are it's you like shitting me? It's like the Barkley talking about Jordan as an owner. But yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah. like as soon as he did that, Jordan's like, you're dead to and me. It, and it, but, it, but it like opens up but his it opens eyes. eyes like, that's, what, everyone that's what everyone's saying about me. Right. I didn't realize that. Right. Um, I think it's got to be Mutombo. The come to Jesus moment has to come from Matumbo. That's what I think. I don't, I don't, I don't think. I don't think it. Yeah, I don't think it can be Iverson because I don't know. I because because Iverson's too young for for Ewing to. Yeah, and I also think that Iverson would never level, like he respects right? Ewing too much to to say yeah, anything yeah. like that. He would just be like, "Man, you know I love Coach. You know I love Coach Pat. I would never say a bad, a bad thing about him." What if Matumbo does that, then takes over as the head coach? <laughs> <laughs> Gets him fired just to <laughs> like we got to take idea. his job. Uh, what else is there? Is there anything we haven't talked? Like there's a there's a ton to get to, and I don't know. If I mean there there was I mean we got I mean we talked about Gonzaga. That was like the the San Francisco Gonzaga game was what I watched last last night and stuck in my mind. I mean Washington Arizona was another good uh, Pac-12 update West Coast game that was fun that was close. Yeah, but, uh, what the, yeah, yeah Washington. Washington. I mean the, the Pac-12 is pretty good. What I'm learning is that there, there's a lot where, of where do, where do you stand with teams. the uh, okay? So how do you feel about the uh, conference races? Like what what are the ones you're most interested? interested in um removing your biases well i mean <laughs> i mean the big 12 is the best conference i think so i'm fascinated by that because you could talk me i think texas is out of that equation now texas is out tcu's back though. tcu's back kansas yeah. is in iowa state's feisty kansas state is uh you're like what I, what's going on here jerome tang baylor's out baylor's, baylor's out Bay oh, Bay 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 a finesse team and not like baylor 
if it was a, if it was one of the the more recent Baylor teams that was zero and two to start, mm-hmm. I would I would say they're not done yet. Like let's not give up on them yet. But I I, I Baylor is too much of a finesse. Team. I don't think they're gonna play Baylor defense like we need them to to right to to win the Big Twelve this year. Right. Um, Pac twelve is interesting too. Utah. Utah, Utah is interesting. Is interesting. Utah is interesting. Utah is very interesting. Utah has my Put that attention. on their license plate. Right. <laughs> I mean, Utah, by the way, Utah's- I was talking about TCU. I mean, Utah is another school where it's like in, in, the, in the conference arms race of teams that have value. Mountain te- West teams that are. Have- right. Utah is like, you see us. Uh, TCU is like, you see us. So my conference, that. my conference race tiers are, let's do tier talk conference races. <laughs> uh, I think bonkers, at the bonkers tier. <laughs> Bonkers, yeah. I have the Big East because I, I UConn losing two in a row uh, has turned everything upside down, um, and and suddenly it's bonkers because Creighton stinks, but like Creighton's kind of Creighton's uh, the one. Creighton's sneaky, yeah. and maybe they're going to come back. Marquette's Xavier's very also good. Sneaky. Yeah. Marquette's sneaky. Providence won it last year, and they're five and zero right now. So I I think the Big East is bonkers, and uh, that 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 definitely is is has my attention. I think the Big Ten is is entering bonkers territory with mm-hmm. with the the Ruck, the Mexican standoff of Rutgers and uh, Ohio State and Purdue, where every team is winning on buzzer beaters against each other, um, makes makes it very spicy. And then Wisconsin is a team that no one you you brought them up to your credit, but no one's bringing up Wisconsin whatsoever in Big Ten talks, and that's for a reason because, I mean, it's it's Wisconsin, right. So like we, Wisconsin is the team that finishes in the top four of the Big Ten, and we say hell of a season from the Badgers. I, I don't know. I guess they could win it. I guess they could. Win. Do you want me to say they could win it? They, they could win it. Chucky Hepburn's great. I guess. Right. But they could like, win it. They're not. They're not. I'll give them the it. credit. They could win it. They're but, not, but they they could be in the mix. But they're not. But if win they it. win it, that says more about the Big Ten this year. Yeah. And the title chances. I think that it, would concern me. Yeah. Indiana is. Indiana still has a chance, but they got to figure it out fast. Um, figure it out fast. Illinois is done, but but the point is, <laughs> figure, Indiana figure it out fast. The point is, Rutgers could actually win the Big Ten, right. and it not be a fluke whatsoever. Um, and I, I think Michigan and Michigan State aren't aren't dead yet either. By the way, they play Saturday. That'll be fun. Michigan um, State's won five in a row. Yeah, so yeah. So I got the Big Ten as bonkers as well. Okay, I like uh, bonkers. The SEC, I was very high on. Um, I a, a couple weeks ago, I said that was the number one conference race i was excited for because there were so many teams i felt like uh there were fun surprises like a mississippi state for example i so far i think some of the uh some of those fun surprises some of those like mid-tier teams have kind of fallen off a little bit in arkansas the injuries and things and and nick you know will nick richards play or uh will nick Nick play nick Nick smith Smith play i don't know why nick richards is on my mind but Um, i have kentucky in front of my face arkansas (laughs) i can't tell if if Muss is just sandbagging like he does, but they, they, they beat so. Missouri, but uh, I, yeah, like the injuries. Brazil's the Brazil one. That, and, that one got me. Arkansas to me just feels like they're going to be the what if team all year, and you're mm-hmm. just never really going to see them fully materialize. And, and then we're going to see them all in the NBA and say, wow, they were all, they were the, all same the same team. team. Yeah. And they didn't win yeah. anything. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, the the SEC has kind of lost its luster as a uh, as a as a race. As a, I I feel like it's just a two horse race with Tennessee and Bama at this point. Right. Kentucky and, and Arkansas are probably on the next level, but like I I, I feel very maybe confident. LSU's on that level, maybe mm-hmm. maybe maybe I, I feel very confident that Tennessee or Alabama will win the conference. Yeah, I'm a Tennessee it's, guy. Yeah, I think it's Tennessee gonna be one wins. of those two. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> Big Twelve Big Twelve is the best conference for sure, but uh, I until Kansas starts losing, 
I guess TCU though, dude. TCU has my attention, but it's but it, I don't know. I I just feel like we're back in this familiar position of wanting to pretend like the Big Twelve is a great conference. We pretend like it's going to be a fun race, and then Kansas wins by three games. Right. That's where I feel like we're headed. So and it feels Kansas, like you were talking about the the Buckeyes have that uh like uh that they don't believe they're supposed to. That's how the Big Twelve feels at times, with, where it's with Kansas, everyone yeah. everyone's kind of just like we don't believe that we're supposed to be Kansas. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, and then Baylor broke through, but then now they're gone. Yeah, now they're back. Um, and then the ACC, I would classify as a, so the SEC to me is a two horse race. I would classify, I, I would say the Pac twelve is still a two horse race. Utah, you have my attention, but it's still UCLA Arizona, and I didn't know Utah already beat Arizona, but I still think it's a two horse race. Right. Um, and then I would say the ACC is a no horse race. <laughs> the ACC is, uh, I mean, it should be Miami. I, I think Miami should win. Uh, Virginia. I mean, that's what the people want you to say. They want you to say Miami just lost to Georgia Tech. Though. I know. But Georgia Tech, so how do you... not as bad as you think. Uh, Clemson, by the way, like I said, Clemson 4-0 in conference. They are going to Joe Lenardi's house. They will find his house. They will make him Can pay. Clemson or Pitt actually win the ACC, you think? I think Clemson could. I don't think Pittsburgh can. But Pittsburgh has got two very good wins, winning against Virginia at home and beating North Carolina at home. Um, I think that there's four horses... Uh, in the ACC that I think could win it. I think Carolina can still win it, uh, despite all the haters. I think Virginia can still win it. I think Miami can still win it, and I think Clemson can still win it. Those are my four that I think can win it. Okay. Pittsburgh, no. Get them out of my face. (laughs) All right. Get Pittsburgh out of my face. I like Wake, too. I like Wake as a team, but I don't think they're going to win the ACC. Um. All right, is that it? You want to do shout-outs? That's all I got. That's all I got. Shout-out to Georgia Tech, though. That was a nice win. Nice nice win for Georgia Josh Tech. Josh Pastner. Oh, uh, for, for, for posterity, if you, want, if you want fraud power rankings, um, I probably had it this, this week. I didn't, I didn't want to, like, it, we'll, we'll do a little rapid fire. I, I had, because I, I was jotting down some notes of fraud power rankings, mm-hmm. and then I decided I'd rather talk about Rick Pitino. Uh, <laughs> Me too. <I'm, laughs> which happens a lot in my life. Right. I'm in a lot of conversations with people, and I'm like, what you're saying just simply does not interest me. I'd rather talk about Rick Pitino. Right. Um, at number five, I would probably put college basketball as a whole. Uh, no undefeated teams anymore. So are we sure they're, that the sport is even good? Are we sure there are any good teams in right. college basketball? And also, I saw the uh, the top 100 most watched U.S. broadcasts of 2022 was put out today. And uh, college basketball only had two games out of the top 100 on there. So... Um, but that doesn't even factor in, like, once you factor in illegal streams and Reddit upvotes and likes and retweets and all that, um, I'm sure those two probably get bumped. What two games were they? I'm guessing it was the the two Carolina Final Four games, I would guess. Nice. Yeah. Love to see it. Duke Carolina and uh, Kansas Carolina, I would imagine. I hope the first one. The <coughs> second one, I hope they turned it off at halftime. Yeah. It was a blowout. Um, yeah, those are the only two that, that made the list. Uh, yeah, so, shame. Is, is college basketball dead? <laughs> shame. <laughs> I like the shame. Yeah, send them the shame. I don't think I, if they factored in the illegal streams and all that, I'm sure the NBA would have had a, a game on there. But How many? They had no games. No game. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Zero games. Wow. The Kentucky Derby was on there. I mean, it, it goes to show the Thanksgiving, though. the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was on there. Right. When you what? I can't remember what term like. Kevin Durant called the fans something the other day. Entitled, I think, was the word. He called the, the basketball oh, the, fans. The fans, in, are the fans are entitled. The fans are entitled. Gotcha, and I was like, gotcha, I gotcha. think that's one way to turn off the fans. <laughs> the fans, that's that's how the NBA works. It's like, you just you just kind of pop in. You're like, I have a suggestion. And I was yeah. like, shut up, bitch. Right. Slash you, and you're like, all right. 
All right. I'll go back over here. Yeah, me. yeah. Good, good times. Good times. Uh, cool. No games, though. Top 100. Wow. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, at number four, I'd probably put Hunter Dickinson, uh, who was, quote, part of a decision to remove a podcast in which one of his co-hosts compared Izzo to Hitler. <laughs> Did you see this? No. I don't want to talk about Hunter Dickinson anymore. I really don't. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean that is. I thought I thought this man understood rivalries, and when your co-host says that, take it from me, Hunter. When your co-host starts likening mm. someone in a rivalry to, uh, um, I said Voldemort, Satan. I said Satan. Voldemort. I wouldn't say Hitler. <laughs> or Hitler. I wouldn't say Hitler. <laughs> you just nod along and you say, "Great point." Right. That's, that's how you handle it. Right. You got to gas up the rivalry, dude. Michigan, Michigan State this weekend, and mm. someone says that Tom Izzo's Hitler. You have to, as a Michigan player, I think, say, "No, no, no, that's not good enough." He's 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 zombie Hitler. He's, he's right, <laughs> the, the devil himself. What an outrageous headline! <laughs> I, I I'm so glad that the algorithm doesn't show me such things. Thank you, algorithm. Number three, I'd probably put Matt Painter. Just zero creativity with the storytelling. Uh, we we get it, coach. Like we're we're gonna hit a buzzer beater to beat Ohio State. That's cool, man. We've seen this story before. Nobody mm -hmm. cares. We're bored by it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say get new material, Matt. You know, right? Like, find something else. Right. Find something else. Like you're just. He's 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 just pumping out all these sequels, and I I I I don't know. They're not interesting to me, certainly. <laughs> um, Jaden Ivey hits two game winners against Ohio State. He moves on, and Matt Painter's like, you know what? I'll find another freshman to hit a game winner. Nobody cares, Matt. Right. I'm and number, with you. Uh, I number two, I'd probably put Buzz Williams. Did you see he took responsibility for uh for the Did you see Texas A&M? Um, didn't have their uniforms to yes. start the Florida game. Yeah. And then Buzz Williams in the post-game press conference said it was It's his not fault. the equipment manager's fault. It's mine. It's my fault. Yeah. Because I, I was a former manager. I should take care of stuff like this. Yeah. I loved it. I also Todd Golden's so, reaction to them him being told that, yeah. that they didn't yeah, have yeah, the jerseys. Yeah. It's like, what? That was good. So Buzz, uh, yeah, you're a fraud, dude. Remember your remember your as a former manager myself, um, you got to be better, Buzz. You got to remember the jerseys. Clean it up. Clean it up. And then number one, I would put uh, NFL Network. Do you see that uh, Dickie V um, was live tweeting a Packers-Lions game that he was watching on NFL Network only to find <laughs> out that it was a game from a couple weeks ago? <laughs> right. I saw the tweet apologizing about how confused he got by the game, um, but I didn't see the live tweets, but I love that. I think that that should be accepted more. Like it's, Live tweeting can happen at any time. The action you're absolutely right, live. dude. If he, was, if he was tweeting about a movie, that's if, he, if right. he was tweeting about Glass Onion or something, no right. one would have cared. Yeah, right. So how come, how come he can't watch the Packers-Lions game right. on his own time? Why does he have to watch it live with everyone else? Yeah, live tweet Dirty Rotten Scoundrels next time. Everyone loves it, and yeah. uh, that could be Dick Vitale's move. In an important NFL matchup, Lions lead the Packers 15-6 <laughs> early in the fourth quarter. Aaron Rodgers has thrown interceptions in the red zone. The Lions' D has been super. And then everyone was like, Dick. Not like hard, this. this Not like this, Dick. Please. <laughs> Someone should have just said like a prediction of what they thought was going to happen, and then he would have quote tweets and said, baby, these people online get it. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I have a couple shout outs before we go though. Uh I want to shout out uh Browns Brigade Bunts tonight, dude. Basketball. Big game. Big game. So uh, if right. you if you live in central Indiana and you uh want to see a bunch of future criminals get their ass kicked in a basketball game, um just head on over to Avon, watch the dogs take care of business. Mm. Uh that's going on. Um also it's January sixth, obviously a huge day here at Fox. Um it's a it's a day that uh means a lot to the people here at Fox because uh, as you know, Tate. Um, it is Colin Coward's birthday. Yes. And uh, so I just wanted to shout him out. Big coward guy. Yeah. I, I, I was <laughs> He hoping... said to lather him with presents. That was the exact 
uh, phrase that he said on his show yesterday. Yeah. He said, I expect to be lathered with presents. I don't know what that means, um, but I, I respect the, the I, uh, I I was hoping to bump into him here at the studio. There's no ways here. I did it's see Skip, birthday. though. Really? I did see Skip. Yeah. <laughs> don't bump into him. He'll kick your ass. <laughs> you better not bump into him. Uh. <laughs> oh man well shout out i love the company men segment there at the end yeah nice. shout yeah. out to our so guys shout out to shout out to coward can um, i shout out dj burns quickly from nc state um if you have not checked this man out he is six nine he is three ten and he is basically a mix between reggie johnson from miami back in the day and zion williamson oh okay um, and I don't know what it would feel like for for uh, DJ to run over you. I don't know if it would be like a truck going ten miles per hour, but I would have to think it would be more. Um, this guy is a load. He dominated Duke, and at the end of the game, he basically was just playing, toying with them. Um, so shout out to DJ Burns, a Winthrop legend, and now an NC State legend. So I I enjoyed watching him get that big win, and he calls himself a hashtag smooth operator. So uh, mm. I want to give him credit for that. Shout out to Sade. Uh, Saturday slate this weekend is pretty loaded. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's loaded. Got some good games. Uh, Creighton at UConn is, is happening. I, I think this is an interesting one. The That's two, circled. Two it's circled. That's it's circled two teams that it's not exactly the heavyweight bout we thought it might be now. Um, but for that reason, I think it makes it interesting just in a different way. I think right. it's a game that Creighton desperately needs and UConn desperately needs. So mm. only one team can get it, though, Tate. Right. It's a right. fascinating theater. Um, we have Kansas at West Virginia. The uh the 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 Bill Self special has been known to make an appearance in Morgantown because he loves because he loves so hugging. much yeah the Belly Bowl I call it mm -hmm. I don't know if I actually call it that it just came to mind it's a good name it's a good name get their pop bellies out and they start rubbing them together huggy <laughs> huggy and self right um figure out where they're going to dinner after yeah, the game yeah yeah a lot and, of that and they're chumming it up and then and right. then Bill Self will will just give me another chicken fried chicken yeah yeah. He will uh, gladly throw the game for his buddy. So right. uh, keep an eye on that one. Uh, Kentucky at Bama. That'll be a good one. Um, Wisconsin at Illinois is interesting because Wisconsin, as we just, as I kind of said, is it's a team that I don't think a lot of people are taking super seriously. Illinois is Oof. desperate for a, a win. That you said you want to see Illinois at their worst. I yeah, think, uh, right we're now. We're seeing it right now. Time. So yeah. this is a. This is a th that's a big narrative game that like Wisconsin mm -hmm. wins. We're like oh, okay, so maybe we should take Wisconsin seriously as a Big Ten threat. Illinois wins. Don't count them out back. Yet. Yeah. Yeah, so Iowa that. State TCU, by the way, is I that's think a the big one. I think that's the biggest game. That's of the a big day. one. That's yeah. uh, it might not be the name recognition, but as far as the two teams and as far as winning the Big Twelve, that's I, a big game. I cannot wait to turn on ESPNU uh, <laughs> Plus mm -hmm. dot com um, half and and see the second half of the first half because of the first game before it probably ran over right. and they cut into the Iowa State TCU game. And they're like, we have a great one here, uh, here in Fort Worth as a TCU is up 21 to 19. And you're like, did we just miss the first 12 right. minutes? They're like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Those eight minutes, throw them away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the score now. So there was women's gymnastics on right. before just they let cut it into out. the <laughs> – Let it play out. Also, Arkansas plays Auburn in a game that, by the numbers, looks like it should be a fun game, but I don't think so. Yeah, all, Auburn, so. Auburn is – Who they lose to? Georgia, right? They just lost to Georgia, so yeah. But that crowd, that home crowd at Auburn can – the jungle. Swing some games, dude. So I don't know. It'd be interesting. Um, Michigan, Michigan State. Right. That that's happening Saturday. And then uh, Mike White is back in Gainesville, taking mm. the taking the dogs. The Georgia is going to uh, going back to Florida. I wonder. I wonder if uh, anyone notices or cares <laughs> that that's happening. Right. I don't think they'll notice nor care. 
<laughs> Todd Golden and Mike White when they shake hands, it's gonna be the Spider Man meme. I think a lot of Florida, <laughs> yeah, a, lo- a lot of Florida fans are like, I kind of, where do I know that guy from <laughs> yeah, on the Georgia? But who is that guy? He looks familiar. Is that the? I don't know. That was the end of the Georgia Florida rivalry. Uh, Mike White going there it was like this. Can't, they can't and boy, be it was a great rivalry before that happened. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, that's it. I think that's all I got. Is that all you got? That's all I Jim, got. Jim, do you have shoutouts? No, that's it. All right. <laughs> it's a new year it's gonna be back in the studio with uh with jim by our side that's right with a big shout out to kick off 2023 so it's good to be back that's the show have a great weekend everybody thanks